Another episode of the Things I Wish I Knew About, uh, sorry, Things I Wish I Knew About Money podcast. (laughs) I'm your host, Kabil Smith, and I decided, because it's my platform, that I wanted to do something a little bit different, right? Um, It's a funny story. I'll I'll introduce my my good up, good up friend, Shoshana. Welcome, ma'am. Welcome. so i wanted you to hear it as well um while i say it is um this whole month has been um different i'll say but the one thing that was different that i didn't really go to any black history month events until you told me (laughs) forced me (laughs) I'm joking. You you told me about it. Um, the Black Lit uh, Durham, and I was like, "Yo, you know what? Let me let me reach out. Let me go." Because uh, Shoshana is a a good friend of mine. Where uh, usually she she usually um, tells me about her poems. And makes me listen to them. And I'm like, yeah, 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 they're boom, boom. They're good. They're good. And I've been going to some of her events. But this last Wednesday's fucking performance was phenomenal. To the point where I was like, nah, 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 nah. You have to come on to the show and 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 broadcast this. So Shoshana, welcome, my friend. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everyone that's listening. Hello. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, even though it, I'm not really talking about finance, but I'm here for it. <laughs> I, I figured I was like, you know what? I want to do something a little bit different. I wanted to have something that reflects with Black History Month and also support my friend and and just show showcase how amazing your performance was. Like I was in awe. Like I I've heard them before. I've I've seen you. I've posted. But like b- between the the performance in December mm-hmm. and then this one, I'm like Fam, you have to come on the platform. I, I just need folks to hear how amazing you are. Aww. <laughs> so so before before we do anything, I want I want the folks to know, um, who who is who are you, man? Should should I put should I put Shoshana or should I put Poetry Rookie? Even though that's gonna be like freaking. <laughs> I'm upset that you even you even call yourself that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Portrait rookie's fine or Shoshana's fine. It's um it's all good. Okay. Um so my name is Shoshana Harris. I 
I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for about, it's actually going on about 11 years now. In July will be 11 years. Um, I've, I've been uh, on both sides of the fence, which is defense and prosecution. So I'm a lawyer. Um, I also decided three years ago now to embark on a PhD, um, which is basically uh, talking about the experiences of black of, of black women, um, abused black women or survivors of ab abusive relationships and how our legal system is not really assisting them or helpful to black women or even black men in that for that matter, um, given that we it's it's pretty much a systemic racist system. Um, yeah, and then I just, and I'm also a poet. I really enjoy um, being able to write my poetry and I was able to, the good thing about the poetry is that I'm able to put it in my dissertation, which is the final project for the PhD. And I've been able to do a few presentations with respect to um, to basically like a methodology for your for your PhD. And the, um, and the poetry kind of is a big part of that methodology. So um, I'm really loving it. Embarking on it has been a pleasure. And I, it's something that I, I don't think I'll ever stop doing because it's, it's, it's a way, it's a platform for me to express myself as a Black woman because we don't get that, those platforms very much. So it's definitely an empowering experience for me. See, and obviously, because I'm a good friend of yours and I know this stuff. Um, that's why I want to touch on it because from the poems that you've, you've let me hear, I do see that other side because I, I guess I was a little sheltered, right? But mm -hmm. I just, hearing your poems, it makes it realize like the way the mind thinks. And then even when I hear your poems, I have to go into that place or even envision it. So like, bam, the, 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 the one on Wednesday, the first one, I, mm. at first, um, I was just, I was just in awe, like just the whole performance. Cause you've never had like props before yes. until that time. Yes. So I was like, what's going on? Ah! <laughs> I know. I know. That so, was <laughs> yes. It was different. It was right? a very different experience for me, but that's that's what makes this 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 platform so good, right? Um, my very good friend uh, Judith Shaw. She's also a poet. She's a dub poet, yeah. um, amazing. Um, and I just she and she's also very dramatic. Okay, I don't know if she's here, but she's also very dramatic. So I decided that I wanted to, and she's really encouraged me in this, in the, on this journey, to be honest, yeah. I really wanted her to be a part of this in some way. And because I know she's a great actress, mm -hmm. I needed her to be a part of that piece. And it's, it's wow. that piece, as you know, it's, um, it's called the, the, um, the door of no return. And it's basically about, um, how, wait, 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 oh, hold on, hold on, I'm going to explain it. You're going to perform it. Oh, sorry. I want exclusiveness today. Oh, so, folks, 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 I feel like I can do this, but if I struggle, I'm just going to remove myself so everyone can hear you and only you in this. Are you ready? Should I put the title of it or should I? It's up to you. It's, it's called The Door of No Return. So it's really up to you if you want to put the title up there. 
gosh, please tell me if I did it right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Oman, it's your turn. All right, oh, here up, we go. Up. I'll see if I can if I can redo what I did. Okay. So it's called the door of no return. Anxious. As they walk through the door of no return, stripped of their who's, their clothing, their dignity, perplexed at the why, chained by the how, experiencing the what, living in the when, stacked one behind the other, humans destined for slaughter, besieged their captivity, the inauguration of the chain gang horror, iron bound them together by their necks, treated animals with more respect. Sun beating on their black skin, a familiar feeling, yet the feeling is foreign. There's an unfamiliar feeling, the grip of iron cares an odor reminiscent of the burden of human flesh. The odor lingers. Satisfying the palace of the perpetually hungry cannibals, devouring humans like edibles. Can't tell the difference between the sweat dripping from their faces and their tears temporarily staining the sand. Once their playground, now their burying ground. Sun, sand under the feet, hot to the touch, but unnoticeable as their wails overshadow the ocean songs once an intimate language between lovers now howling cries of what sounds like 10,000 mothers who just lost their child cataracts of pain engulf their eyes colluding with their desolated souls dissipating their once captivating smiles Heart beating, proof of life, though they're without life. Internally, they're hollow tunnels without a vision to call their own live corpses. Real life versions of the walking dead as they are violently made to board the ships they dread. Poem. I'm glad I remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. But yeah. And and the purpose of or how did you create that poem? Okay, so to be honest, so Raymond Ramrock speaks. He's this guy on, you know him. He's on Shout Instagram. Out to him. Shout out to him. So what happened was he gave us this eight word prompt, mm -hmm. right? Just eight words, just out of the blue. And I really wanted to do something. This was, I don't know, a few months ago now, perhaps maybe November. Mm -hmm. um, Around yeah. that time. Yeah. And I uh, wanted to do a poem and I just didn't know what poem I was going to do. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason, this image came to my mind of, um, no, it's not true. I was reading a, I was reading a paper for my dissertation mm 
and it was a paper about um, a writer who uh, went to Ghana and yeah. she went and um, she went to the, the, the place where the door of no return exists. And, and basically I was like, okay, I'm going to do a poem about that. And then I just used those words. Yeah. And the poem came, came to me and it came alive. Um, so yeah, that's how that happened. Yes. Um, and my dog's about to start barking, but yeah. Don't worry. See, I at least know how to control Maxwell. <laughs> yeah, but Ace is, Ace, you know Ace. Ace is a man of his own, his own, man on his own, right? True, true, true. Um, but that one, that one's very, very beautiful. And what I'm going to try is um, in the, on Instagram, anyone that follows me on Instagram, I will post the reel or the I, I mean, I taped it and I was like so shocked. I was like, I was like, okay, she's using props and things. What, what, what? <laughs> but the one that really um, hit me was the second one that you had. And I was cheesed because my freaking phone like, pa like. Which one was that? The revolution, revolution. Oh, okay. That, yeah. was the, that was the fourth one. That, that was, was the fourth one? That was the fourth See, one. See, I was just in so much awe. <laughs> <laughs> and my phone was dying. I was like, oh my gosh, Cam, all you had to do was charge your phone at the beginning of the day before you start. But that one, I feel like it not only um, hits home mm -hmm. with, with, with Black history, with, with being from Jamaica and all that great stuff. It's just and then, you know, you, you, you have a little nice voice still, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, my goodness. So but, yeah. I definitely want for folks to hear that one. Okay. Um, what's Sorry, what's the title again? Or Revolution you... One. There, it's called Revolution One because I have another revolution, so Revolution Two. Mm -hmm. that, that that one kind of speaks about just having black voices, being able to hone in on your on your voice and go hone in on what your ancestors did. But this one here is just basically about me, um, to be honest, how I was feeling at the time I wrote the I wrote it. Mm -hmm. You know what? My spelling is off right now. Can you type it in the chat in the in the private chat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? There we go. Golly. So you're going to do that for the next ones, okay? Yeah. That helped me. Boom, bam, bam. So, all right. Folks, are you ready? Are you ready? I'm, I'm again. You ain't going to see me. You're just focusing on her. And I want anyone that's, um, that's live and direct, please like, subscribe, I want to see hearts. I want to see them heart emojis and stuff. All right, boom, bam, bam. My friend. <laughs> cool. Okay, let's hope I remember this one. If not, it's on my phone somewhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, revolution one. Um, Do you know what it means to have a revolution? 
and what it takes to make a solution. Fighting against the pressure, oh yeah. Battering down depression. Fighting against the pressure. Where is my revolution? I'm in a state of mind confined. Can't seem to detangle this colonial state of mine. Feels like a minefield explosives hidden to the naked eye. One wrong step pieces of me undefined. My mental and physical existence war zones constantly fighting within, constantly fighting against the pressure. That is society's measure of me. I am under attack. It's pleasure watching me self-destruct. Instructions from its manual to achieve continuous oppression. Keep black people in a state of depression. Blackness, the true great depression. Longevity witnessed from the hells of slavery to the 21st century. Poverty or assignment or children are educationally starved, destined to repeat a cycle that often sees them behind bars. Specialized housing with built-in scars. We're dropping like flies as white supremacy sits back with a smug smile. Believe it, it has won. It has successfully suppressed my kind. Do you know what it means to have a revolution? And what it takes to make a solution. Fighting against the pressure. Oh yeah. Battering down depression. Fighting against the pressure. I'm in a state of mind. Fighting to escape this colonial straitjacket of mine have left me in a place clearly defined as anger. This is my revolution. Intent, not destruction, but it's a viable solution. I didn't come this far to come this far. Ancestors paved the way, hear their voices, don't give up. You are too strong. The oppressors were wrong to prolong my depressed state, ill-advised, because in the state is where the anger lies, giving me the audacity to look them dead in the eyes. Ancestors by my side reminded me that I am a soldier for the cause. Many are called, few are chosen. Many are called, few are chosen. Stand your guard, chosen one, ready for battle. For as long as I'm on the battlefield, white supremacy will have to yield. That's its only option. This is my solution. This is my revolution. Are you ready to stand up and fight the right revolution? Are you ready to stand up and fight it just like soldiers? Many are called, few are chosen. Many are called, few are chosen. Home. And as you can hear, my dog felt the need to start playing with his toy. <laughs> oh, man. That one's amazing, too. Sorry? I, I, I remember when you, you 
called me up for this one. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And mind y'all, this Oman, this Oman will call me any time of the night. My gosh. <laughs> 1 a.m. <laughs> you actually the, the joke is you never call me like early in the morning. It's like you know. She's like, no, no, no. Camille's not a morning person. Nighttime, she'll be up. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. But yeah. So this one. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you create this one? So this one was really about me. I created this one maybe a year, almost a year now, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was just really, I was in a space where I just felt defeated. And I was just tired of hearing about um yeah, just about our experiences, about things happening around me and about how I felt as just being a black person, a black woman in the skin at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, I just felt, I I keep saying there's there's certain things that we need to change and how can we change this? We need a revolution. That's why I put in there like, this is my revolution. My intent is not destruction, but it's a viable solution. And it's really because that's what's going through my mind. Like, is it so, do we need to destroy the system that we have now and build it up again to make it better? I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, that's never going to happen. So it's like trying to work within the system. And so, um, so, yeah, that's why I wrote that poem. It's really because of how I was feeling at the time. And I just, as I said, I feel, felt defeated as a black, as a black woman. Yeah. I remember. I remember. Yeah. Um, then you know, it's it's funny how it's funny how the world goes around and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I was trying to have your back and things, and then now you're here having my back. So that's why I was like, yo, any chance I can to support you, I'm down for you. I appreciate that, sis. I appreciate that 100. Mm-hmm. percent one hundred percent, but yeah, but I enjoy that one though because and to, and another thing that I should add is my mother's favorite singer is Dennis Brown, mm. right? And I really do love that Revolution song, yeah. so it's kind of like one of those moments where I was like, all right, put two things together, you know? Because mm-hmm. I know she loves that song, and I think I said this one to her too. I don't, um, I think I did. Um, so yeah, but it was. It's one of those things where it, that song really resonates with me. Um, and so I, I felt like I needed to use it that time. Okay. So give me two seconds. Um, and because it is Black History Month, I realized mm-hmm. that um, I, I know for you, it's very important to listen to or to know the history uh, in Canada more so than in the States, which is, which is cool. Like I, I understand that. And I guess in the school system, it was always hearing about like Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. And of course we love them. We love them all. Um, but I love how you really focus on wanting to know the history of what happens in Canada itself. And before I even get you to to 
have that performance. There are people that are giving you shout outs. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I don't even, you tell me, hold on, give me a second here. Let me see if I can do this right. But thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate the shout outs. Big up Christopher Lawrence from Frequency Event Promotions. Uh, I see Mahatma. 1989. I hope I said that right. And let's see. You're, you're called Dr. Shoshana. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Saying congrats in advance and getting some hand claps. And then also the first piece, he said, nice piece. Okay, thank you. I and, appreciate And because we want to Oh, we have Mr. Dr. Vibe. Good evening. Good evening. So because I know that you are very, you and you did this performance as well. Mm -hmm. so I wanted you to do that performance as well. What is the title again, ma'am? You know me. I had to know the titles. <laughs> um, I think I don't really have a full on title, but I'll do it like this. I'll type it to you. Okay, and I'm going to go on mute for two seconds. Okay, just give me two seconds. Yeah. Ace wants to talk. <laughs> so, like, again, folks, um, I wanted to do something a little exclusive. My friend um, did an amazing performance uh, last Wednesday for the black lit durham um oh gosh and how rude of me big up adrian reese he was amazing as well um golly his performance was amazing as well so i just and judith yes 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 um and and Greg, Greg was hosting it, so he did a amazing. Ah, uh, he had a piece that was amazing as well that came along of being Black Canadian, so I really enjoyed that. But we're gonna do our next one. Are you ready? Okay, I'm gonna hope. Hopefully, this one is always the hard. It was the hardest one for me to remember. So let me see if I can do it. But go on. No worries, we're not judge you. Yeah. But make sure, folks, like I said, everyone that is on the live, please like, subscribe, and heart, hearts. I want to see hearts. I wish there was like the fire one, but <laughs> <I guess you can't. laughs> okay. so yes, I'm very much into, into Canadian history. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to do this poem, it's about Chloe Cooley. Um, and her history is in this poem. All right. Cool. So let's see if I can do this one justice. She's Canadian history. But what have you heard about her? Your response is a silence as graveyards housing the sisters that came before her. Graves without stone stories lost before their souls realized their bodies had gone cold, lifeless, less in life, less human, less woman, less feelings, that is. Until more serve massa best. More mule, more slave, more labor, more rape, more rape, more rape, more rape, nah. 
more promiscuous, more salacious, more licentious. Black women had no business with rape. And not only upon masses, white brides, white daughters, white women, humanity's pride. Too many black men hung for such seditious crime, did you know? Canada's first prime minister preserved the death penalty for rape because black men be the prototypical rapists and white women its only victims. But I, I digress. Her name was Chloe Cooley. Nah, she's not a fixture in your history books. Covering Canada's blemishes, securing its place in history as a safe haven for black people, for my people. Black loyalists made the travel to, to black loyalists made the travel to Canada for the promise of freedom and prosperity. But her journey to Upper Canada was not built in refuge. She remained a slave, property, easily sold to the highest bidder. Massa had the bill of sale to prove it. Though she was born a slave, she was not meant to be a slave. Resistance became her savior and grace. Mem bravery marked her strides, escaping several times, refusing certain tasks, knowing the consequences some would say she had lost her senses. The beatings were worth the scars, though, because she was going to be free someday. But, but Massa, Massa was a greedy man who feared freedom would come to slaves upon this land. So he hatched a plan to sell it to an American man. But to complete his plan, he had to transport her to American lands. So on that fateful day, March 14, 1793, her dreams became nightmares. Massa and his henchmen took her by surprise, beat her, tied her up. Violently forced her onto a boat and carried her across the Niagara River where she was sold to an American man. Fiercely she fought, but not even her screams made them relinquish their dreadful plan. That was the last we heard of Chloe Cooley, though she's embroidered in our history. Her screams and struggles in the go unnoticed, traveling to the ears of Lieutenant John Graves Simcoe, becoming the catalyst of Canada's first and only anti-slavery laws. It didn't abolish slavery. It didn't free slaves, but it placed limits on its practice. Banning the importation of slaves, freeing children born to female slaves by the age of 25. You see, Canada attempted to bury this history. But I and others alike will ensure its longevity. Poem. Beep, 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 beep. Yes. Golly. Golly. Yes. And I, I should, I should, I'm sorry, folks. I should have had a, a, a trigger warning. <laughs> I'm sorry. Trigger warning. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't even know about her before, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really happy when you're able to share light on, on Canadian history um so thank you thank you for for doing that and and i think there is another lady that you mentioned but what made you think about this to to think about chloe especially? okay so the other lady that i think i mentioned was um marianne shad that was the first black woman ever and she she's not canadian but she migrated to canada during the time when black people were run, were leaving America to escape slave slavery, she came to. She was actually born a free born a free black woman um, in in America, and she came to Canada and actually 
became, she was a teacher here. She was a teacher back in America, but she was a teacher here and she was gave uh, the first printed press, black printed press was, was, was part of her doing. Um, but in any event, uh, with respect to Chloe Cooley, I thought about Chloe Cooley because as I said, we don't know much about our history. We, we don't know that when we think about slavery, we don't think that slavery existed in Canada and slavery was here for 200, for 200 years. Um, and she became, she, as I said in the poem, she was a catalyst to Canada's first and only anti-slavery um, law, which came about in, um, I think it was July or August of 1793. Um, it didn't really do a lot for, for slaves, but the fact that her struggles and what happened to her made this law come into play, mm -hmm. um, I think that's very important for Black history and for Black Canadians to know. Um, so I really wanted to do something um, about her. Um, and so I wrote this poem, I think I wrote this back in December and mm -hmm. foreseeing, yeah. Yeah, foreseeing um, that I want to do something for Black History Month. So um, that's why I wrote this poem. Whoa. And yeah. I also, hmm, try to see if I should show it now. Actually, yeah, I'll show it now. So whoever's been tuning in as of right now and whoever's gonna I'm pretty sure it's gonna be released obviously it's released now on YouTube but it will be released on Spotify tomorrow but for folks that want to see Shoshana in action my gosh what what's actually yeah I'll say it now like your next performance that's happening is in in March Yes, so I have a performance March um, March 7th. Not you almost forgetting. <laughs> I know, right? Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm going to show it on, on here. Oh, my gosh, I have so many windows open. Jeez Louise. All right, boom. There you go. Okay, so let me share my screen. Um. How can I share the photo? Boom, there's a photo. Uh, sorry, sometimes I feel like I, I got this, but sometimes I don't. So boom, there it is. So we have this. It's uh, March 7th, right? Yeah. It includes food and everything. Whoa. Yeah, so it's a $45 admission, but, and you get food, and it's Voices for Women. And you have some fantastic poets um, there. Mm -hmm. uh, as you can see, you have myself, you have Judith, who is the girl in the, the lady in the center. You have Ram, you have Dwayne Morgan, and you have um, pretty provocative poet, mm -hmm. which is the guy on the very end. He's actually amazing. I don't know the other lady, mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but all of these, these poets are amazing. Um, from what I know. So come on out. And if you do want to, um, as I said, you get it's you get dinners included and it's admissions is $45. Well, uh, did you send me that the link? Hold on, let me try this. Mm, boom. Hold on. <laughs> I think he did send me the link. 
Oh, man. Multitasking at its finest. Give me a second. Did you send me the link? No, I didn't send you a link for it. For oh. it. So all you need to do, like, you just need to... Um, contact you. Yeah, contact. <laughs> just just <laughs> contact me and say, I want to come and I'll RSVP and you pay at the door. That's okay. Good. Yeah. Okay, okay. That works. That works. Yeah. yeah. So, and um, you can contact me at poetrywookie1. Even, ah, now, 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 now we have to explain why did you decide to pick Poetry Rookie One? Oh my God. So, Poetry Rookie, mm -hmm. okay, I, I will, it's twofold. Okay. So, I will always think of myself as a rookie poet, regardless of, I've been writing poems. So I can say this, when I was a lot younger, I wrote some poems, I wrote, I wrote poems and I wrote music when I was a lot younger, like a long time ago, maybe in my teens and getting into my twenties, but then I didn't do any of that after that. I stopped completely. I don't even know where those, where those things are. Um, and I didn't write a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and then fast forward about three and a half years now, four years, I started get writing this. I think it's about three and a half years, started writing more and more poems and more and more poems. And I realized that I'm actually pretty good at this. And, um, but I'll always think of myself as a rookie. Okay. I want, I, I want, I want folks to know, I want them to know there has been times when this woman call me literally back to back days, days, just boom, boom, boom. Okay. Oh, yeah. I just wrote two more. Want to hear? I'm like, how did you just write two more? I don't understand. <laughs> What? It, it depends on how you're feeling, right? You, you you write on how you feel. So if in, in, in like, I would tell you November and December, I was in a space. So I wrote a lot of poems back then. Like I wrote a lot of poems in November and December. I think it was, even for me, I was like, that's that's crazy. But I did, I wrote a lot of poems um, at during that time. Uh, but it's really dependent on how you're feeling in the space that you're in. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, that's that's how the poems come to me. But with respect to the rookie, so I'll always think of myself as a rookie, regardless of what anybody says. It doesn't matter if I've been doing this for 20 years or five years. I'll always think of myself as a rookie. But the second part of reason why it's, there's rookie, because I no good with technology. And so I needed to be able to go on um, you. No, not YouTube. See, Instagram. Oh my God. <laughs> I need to learn how to go on Instagram. And you know, I bothered you to teach me how to do that. And I still am not very good at it, but I'm getting okay. So the rookie was really, was a lot to do with being on Instagram for the uh -huh. first time and being a rookie on Instagram and not knowing anything about technology. And even now, like sometimes when I want to put up my poems, I call Ram and I'm like, okay, here's a poem, figure it, figure it out. <laughs> I, I just want y'all to know <laughs> the first time. Um, oh, you remember that when I wanted to steal from you? I'm a, I'm a, oh, remember that poem? I wanted to steal it because it was the, just amazing. Which one? The love, <laughs> the what, the, the, one of the few love poems I write? Because I don't write love poems very much, guys. So, but one of the few that I wrote. Hold on, hold on. I gotta find it. Holy shucks. Because I remember I was like, yo, bars, I want this. I want to steal and just write. And you're like, no, first of all, you have to put my name under. I was like, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Ah, yes. And then even her trying to, to, 
I'm I'm looking at it like looking back at it. You yeah. trying to put like the the designs in the back, oh, and I'm like, friend. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I understand that concept with the rookie part, right? Yeah, yeah. I but, just it's just oh god. Nah, 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 nah. You're 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 switching to like sophomore or something because <laughs> this this is this is outrageous. Like, is it this one? I think I want you to do this. <laughs> oh my god. You cray cray. You're crazy. Oh shit. Oh my goodness. I'm just I'm making sure it's this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you I don't remember it? the title? I'm gonna send it to you. Okay. Um geez. Sorry, y'all. This is like a freestyle if y'all haven't noticed. <laughs> Basically. I I literally wanted an exclusive performance. I don't know if you remember that one. Is it this one? Let me see. This is this is literally how we have conversations, and yeah. this is literally her. You know, normally I'm I'm tough love or you're tough love, but this one, yeah. I don't this know one. why you like this one so much. Yes, this is the one. I read, I read it real quick. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But I, 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 <laughs> remember, it is it is Love Month. So this is it is though? A good one. Uh, I mean, uh, for some, <laughs> for some. Um, yeah, this one is a good one. Let me see if I think it's called Afraid to Love. What Afraid to Love? Afraid to Love. I don't, I don't remember what it's called. Hold on. Yeah, I don't remember what this one's called. Some of them I don't I don't title them and some mm. of them I do. But I, I think I had a title on this, but I don't remember what it what it's called. But if you want me to read it, I can. I don't have this one memorized. Yes, please. And then yeah. and then we'll 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 um I'll ask you a finance question because you know it's a <laughs> Yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. Okay, wait. So, what should I write as a title or just untitled? It's untitled. It's and you don't you you don't need to come off because this is one's just for you. <laughs> okay, and guys, I don't. I'm not big on love poems, but here you go. I'm not afraid of love, but I'm afraid of loving you. Hypnosis has competition because the moment I looked into your eyes, I get lost in you. Forgetting who I am as I become a part of you. Don't know where I begin and where you end, though. There's an unexplained comfort, a connection only the gods can comp comprehend. As if the daddy ocean mapped our paths before either of us became a thought. Navigating our waters to these shores, serendipity? I'm not sure. But we are cocooned in common ocean breeze, relaxation, serenity. A place where love has certainty, yet I'm afraid of loving you. Through your eyes are stories revealed. A melting pot of emotions brewing a potion that speaks our love into existence. One only recognized by us, no one else understands. For only in your eyes this love lies. Only in your eyes I know I'm loved. And only in your eyes I lose myself so... I'm afraid of loving you because I'm afraid of losing me. Poem. 
I don't even know why you like that one. It's not bad. Hey, <laughs> to know is to know, but I'm a hopeless romantic, so it's, it's you are. <laughs> you are. You are a hopeless romantic. Like I just. <laughs> <laughs> you, you truly are. Like I'm not even. I'm not even going to like. You truly are. And that's one of the least ones for me. I'm just like, okay, all right. My friend just texted me and says she's right. That's a beautiful piece. <laughs> exactly. Yes, guys. Sorry, sorry. I forgot again. Hearts, hearts. I want to see the hearts. I want to see the hearts. But you know what? I will I will I will wind it down because I know this is different, but I wanted to once again have an exclusive uh episode and just support and I I'm I I think I feel like I've been to most of your events as long as it's not in Bowmanville. Yeah. <laughs> hey. yeah. Hey. yeah. Hey. yeah. I have a limit. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But like for sure, the other ones um, definitely been been showing love, supporting, and things. Um, but the one thing, I, and I know this is finance, and we're we're doing poetry and spoken word. But I'll I'll ask you, what's one thing you wish you knew about money or personal finance when you were younger? Because it all comes back together, right? Because and then the reason why I ask is because you said before that um, writing poems is your way to express yourself, mm -hmm. you're able to show that that platform and things. Mm -hmm. And that's why I have this platform to express, you know, the the personal finance aspect and just having people get their ish together or just to find different ways to, you know, work around this crazy world that we call life, mm -hmm. whether it's love, money, uh, the justice system and all that stuff. I just want, you know, mm -hmm. I just want everyone to be able to see different aspects on this platform. So that's why I did it, you know? I so, hear you. Boom, bam, bam. See, you, you can always bring it back. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> always bring it back. But what's one or two, whichever, uh, what you're ever you're comfortable with, do you wish you knew about money? I uh, wish I knew. There's two things I wish I knew. One, I think every Black person, especially my generation, would wish they knew this, is savings. How to save. That's very... I learned that late, but I'm doing well now, I think. I'm getting back on, on uh, I'm doing okay. But it's just that that's something that I think we should, Black people should know. Mm -hmm. And uh, we didn't learn that. We didn't learn how to save. Um, like I, I was in Jamaica the other day and my dad would say, like to my little brother, you need to learn how to count your money, right? Mm -hmm. You need to learn how to, to know when somebody's cheating you. And it's the same idea for me. Like you need to learn how to preserve that money. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, I feel like if we had known how to do that, a lot of us would be in a better situation than we are right now. Um, 
it's might it might be a very minute thing, but I think it's a big thing for a lot of us. Like there might be other things that people want to know or th wish they knew, but for me, that was one of the things that I always wish I knew. Yeah. I also wish I knew about stocks, even in my twenties, because I felt I feel like I'd be a millionaire right now. Right. <laughs> right. And I still don't know much about stocks, which is why I depend on you a lot. But, <laughs> but to educate you, yes, to educate you. Right. But it's just like I just I wish I knew that. Right. I wish I knew that because certain money that I was making, I could have probably put it into certain spaces and probably be a lot better off now, right? Um, and make different decisions. So yeah. those are the two, two main things that I really wish I learned um, about money and, when I was growing up. And I, I, I love that you said those two things. And I think they both um, are the same in a sense, because once you learn how to save, and I'm, I know I sound like a broken record, once you learn how to save, you're able to graduate into investing. Mm -hmm. And having that habit to do that. Mm -hmm. you know, there are certain stocks that I know that have blown up. And there's also certain stocks that I know that have, it's trash. Mm -hmm. But just the fact that we were, if we were able to learn that, that key in life, especially when I was working at like a high earning company and, and those people had, these people are like, in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and having that that wealth, mm -hmm. it'd be amazing. But I, like I say, at least now we have that um, knowledge to a certain extent. You know, you have a folk like my folks like myself that educates and able to teach folks about it, but also um, teach the kids. Mm -hmm. Because or teach the family in together. If, if the whole family is able to put money together to invest or purchase more properties that, like I wrote that I seen in the the private chat, we would be in a such better position. But we also also have to be on the same page, right? Mm -hmm. so, but. I'm, I'm glad you're able to say those two things. And I hope anyone that's listening is able to, like, whether you have uh, children or nieces and nephews, godchildren stuff, it's the best thing you can do for the, the generation behind is to help them learn how to save and invest. So when they become our big, big age, <laughs> mm -hmm. they'll be millionaires, you know? So... That's just a, you know, <laughs> and to to wrap up Black History Month, and but to also have an early kickstart for Women's Women's History Month or Women's International Month, I thought you saying that last piece would be amazing, and oh, mm -hmm. or on, and that's how that's how we're gonna actually. Before you say that, just tell the folks where they can find you. And I have your your IG in the, the show notes, but I, I definitely want to end off the this performance with your the last one that we were talking about earlier to, to do. So tell the folks where to find you and everything and make sure 
you know, so they're, they know how to find these amazing events that you're going to be at. Listen, I'm very easy to find. Just go to Poetry Rookie. I don't have any other platform. Listen, I'm no good with, with, with technology. So I stick to the bare minimum, the bare minimum Poetry Rookie one. That's where, that's where it's all at. And folks, make sure you like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, and, and just listen to these fire poems that she's done. And then we're going to end off with the, the last one. Okay. This right? one I don't have yeah, this learn. one I don't have memorized. Yes, you can still learn. You could teach an old dog new tricks. Cho. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this one I don't have memorized, so I'm going to, this one's called Black Woman Speak. And basically it's to, I, again, I'm hoping that I don't, I do, I do it justice, but um, it's, you'll hear it once you hear it. Mm. Black Woman Speak. I'm not a rapper, not a lyricist, but a realist. I do not write in parables, use uncomplicated metaphors, refusing to have you decipher my words. Play hide and seek to find meaning in what I speak. Speech untamed, no filter. Straight shooter, weaponizing my tongue, my mouth, the revolver, spitting bullets, never missing my target. Black woman speak. That wasn't always the case. Society told me I had no place. My words, insignificant, were found, erased, or worse. Becoming a body count. Rest in peace, Daniela Malia. Though your, your life lost, I'll always remember at what cost. Black woman speak. Have you ever felt the pressure of trying to speak? It's like being held captive and your captor has the audacity to gag you. Like when your mother speaks and you know, she, you know she's wrong, but open your mouth to correct her. It's like being black and seeing the police. It's like trying to understand what the color of you, trying to understand that the color of my skin has a bounty in every county for just being present. Trying to reconcile while every month a black mother has to bury her son before his time because he fit a description or asked the question why. Black woman, speak up. I'm allowed to speak now, trying. Words won't come out. Words impregnate me with a lifetime of freedoms. Save us, let us out, we have a lot to say. Black woman speak. Words traveling through my umbilical cord to my lungs. Black woman speak, choking, not even the umbilical cord could set my words free. Black woman speak, we have a lot to say, like, I'm a woman, breast and vagina, gifts of my birth, yet I'm perplexed at how Society can deny me womanhood when the first woman was on earth was black. Or I feel pain too. The pain that comes with knowing that white supremacy has a grip around my neck. Squeeze just a bit tighter and my life no longer. Or to know that black men sees me as a liability, not stability, not whole. Black woman speak. Your words are like dynamite. Release them from captivity. Bear witness to the, to the disruption they cause. Watch them unravel. 
misogyny, racism, sexism. Bring life to your existence so you no longer just exist. Watch how they expose historical lies that have be become gospel. Dispose of stereotypes, those myths that tend to put us in a box. Stereos come in a box, not people. And though people can be a type, White supremacy doesn't get the, the privilege of name and mind. I leave that to me and my people. Impose my presence, take up space as me and my words are here to stay. Black woman speak. I will speak plainly with conviction. I will speak for speech is liberation. I will speak because I'm a black woman and a black woman is speaking home.